Welcome to Value Investor TV podcast. This is episode 14, Income Statements, part one, the podcast that helps you grow wealth and become financially independent. My name is Beko, and this is Hari. Welcome, everybody. Okay, let's get into Income Statements. All right, in the previous episode, we talked about overview of the three financial statements, income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow statement. And then we talked about the differences between all of them at a higher level. And I'm sure it, it was filled with things that just kind of went over your head. Maybe this episodes and subsequent episodes, what we're going to do is we're going to dive deep into each of the, each one of these uh, statements and clarify all the terminologies that we mentioned in the first, in the previous episode and uh, make things straight. Okay. Let's dive right into income statements. So why don't we start with the definition of an income statement first? So this is how much money is the company earning in a given time period? So whether that be a quarter or a year, how much did they uh, earn? And uh, and not only uh, not only that, that so it's essentially, you know, as we talked about in the last episode, the top line you start uh, so which is what we sold subtract all of our expenses out and then how much did you make yeah. at the end of that or lose in some cases right um, and it follows a different um, thing that uh, accounting model than you know called the accrual based accounting so it's not when the cash appears in your uh, you know from when you sold or bought it is when um, when the sale is made so that distinction is very important because a lot of businesses buy um, stuff on credit so they have they have 30 days to pay their suppliers or 60 days or 90 days, depending on the terms. And they may ship the goods and get payment later. Yep. Um, and so those, all of those things are accounted for multiple times, both on the, uh, but on the income statement, it's, it's when the sale happens, not when the, the, uh, company gets paid. Yep. So I just wanted to mention a couple of things on that definition right there. It is earnings in a given period of time. So again, earnings or losses in a given period of time from operations. Yep. Okay, and then, and also another important fact: this is accrual based accounting. This is not cash based accounting, and we'll talk about the differences later down the road. But this is this is very important distinctions distinction to remember. Income statement goes by accrual based accounting, and this is earnings or losses in a given period of time. Yep. Okay, let's start from the top line. We talked about this in a previous episode. So an income statement, Ahari mentioned, everything you can, if you look at any income statement, there is a certain anatomy to it that follows, that is followed by everybody. Yep. Income statement always starts from top line and goes down to bottom line. And top line to bottom line, this is the, the, the revenue without deducting any expenses. That's a top line. Yep. And as you go down, like Ahari mentioned, this is a reverse triangle. This is a reverse pyramid. This is a funnel. You start with the most money and then you deduct out all the expenses and you're left with the tip of the triangle. That's the bottom line. So yeah. why don't we go down the pyramid and, and tell us what are deducted every, every row as yeah. you go down. <clears throat> so just so if you're not clear, these terms are synonymous, top line, revenue, and sales. And so when, whenever you hear one or the other, and they may all, all three may be used. Top line is more of a nickname, but revenue and sales are basically the same term. Um, so that is when the, a sale happens when a customer, when a, 
uh, company makes the product available to the customer. So in our in the case of our hot dog stand, let's say our hot dog stand has a catering business, um, and it also has a restaurant. When I make the sale to the customer, is this in this case the customer walks in, they ask for a hot dog, they pay uh, me money. And I get that. So I'm booking the revenue right then. But let's also say that in the catering business, a customer says, hey, I need 100 hot dogs for my company picnic. I will pay you, you know, next week, right? Um, so, you know, my, um, you know, so you uh, send the goods to the, the customer today. Um, and that's when you book revenue because that is when you made the customer uh, revenue available to the customer yep. or when the product customer. Um, there is also what's called a backlog, which is orders that have been placed, but not have, have not been fulfilled. And that is, you know, for our discussion and, and purposes, you know, you won't see that on a financial statement, um, but sometimes the company will report that. So they, these are things that the company has uh, contracted for, uh, in the case of manufacturing companies and things like that, can they put that in the backlog? But that is not a sale, um, you know, because the sale hasn't, they haven't made the product for the customer at that point. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, then Costco has a, a, a very interesting model here that I, I think we may want to talk about later because uh, it, it's, it does, it could complicate this picture a little bit. But, yeah. you know, if you think about it, they buy stuff on, uh, essentially on credit and they have a long time to pay it off. And so they are able to sell all of the product that they bought on credit before their, um, their bill is due. So in essence, that helps, it doesn't change their income statement, but it improves their cash flow because they don't have to spend a lot of money to buy the items, wait until the items are sold and collect the money. Mm. So they can actually sell the items without having to pay them and then repay their suppliers. Right. And so you're probably wondering, you know, why are we talking about that? That, you know, that sounds really complicated and, and so on. You know, these concepts are going to be very, in a, in a lot of ways, if you're not familiar with financials and accounting, it may f feel a little bit weird. Um, and this is, this is by far the hardest part about investing is learning the, uh, the financial statement. So if you don't understand that, you may have to listen to this podcast a few more times, go and read some annual reports and so on. But, you know, getting back to it, just <clears throat> the top line revenue and sales. So we then, the first thing we have to subtract, the first expense is what does it actually cost to make that? In this, in our hot dog case, um, there are two, uh, two things, right? The raw materials, which are the buns and the hot dogs, um, and the labor associated with paying for um, the actual manufacturer, all right? So very important to understand the labor for the executive team, the people who are, you know, the fat cats in suits, they don't get paid uh, on this. They're not accounted for here, yeah. right? They are accounted for later in the in the process. But these are people who are actually doing, you know, working on the, the food line, uh, assembling the hot dog, cooking it, um, you know, cleaning the, uh, you know, the hot dog, um, you know, uh, apparatus to make the hot dogs and so on. Yep. <clears throat> so when you subtract from revenue, you subtract the cost of the sales or the cost of the goods sold, you get what's called gross profit. Uh, and so that gross profit kind of tells you how much does it cost to actually make the good, mm -hmm. right? But obviously there are more expenses in the process of making things, right? Yeah. 
the first of those is selling and marketing expenses. So this is going to be a, a selling general and administrative is probably could be merged all into one line, but we're breaking these out. Uh, and sometimes it's also abbreviated as S, G, and A. So selling and marketing are advertising and sales commissions. So if our catering, hot dog catering business has a salesman or saleswoman who goes out to businesses and tries to drum up business and she get she gets paid based on a, a commission based on sales, that would be deducted here. You know, if we also run uh, ads in the, you know, on Facebook and newspapers and uh, TV ads and radio ads, that would also be deducted in the selling expenses. Uh, then there is general and administrative. So these are sales for the fat cats that we talked about. The executives get paid uh, or they're accounted for here in this. So um, in addition, we pay uh, rent and legal fees are put into this uh, this thing. Um, so then next, our hot dog business doesn't do a whole lot of research and development. Um, but let's say that we have an online store uh, that you can order online and you know we developed software to do this. So we would pay employees who build the software and they do research and development in into uh, building the, the, the application that runs on this. So that would be called research and development expense or R&D. Um, and then the last one in this, uh, in this section is called depreciation and amortization. So we are going to talk about amortization in a little while, but let's, uh, it, it's an abstract concept and I don't want to, um, you know, bog, bog down on this right now. So we'll talk about it a little bit later. For right now, let's just talk about depreciation. So think about this as this is an abstract concept, right? And and it it you you wonder why this is part of the income statement, and it has a lot to do with taxes and other you know other things. But in essence, what is it, you're trying to tell a story here? The story is I buy a building, you know, and over time that building is worn out from use. And the wearing out of the building is an expense that I average out over a period of time. So if I buy equipment that is supposed to last five years, then I deduct 20% or, you know, uh, the whole cost divided by five is 20% every year. And I mark it as an expense. So you're probably wondering, well, it's not an expense, is it? I mean, you're not, you're fi the, the physical item isn't, you know, falling apart 20% a year. It may be still good just as good as it was four years from now as it is today. But this is, again, we're trying to tell you a story of how much of our um, items have been, you know, have degraded over time. And that, that is marked both on the balance sheet and expensed here. So this is an ex expense and it is actually a real expense that companies uh, endure, but it is marked on the cash flow statement when they replace the equipment. Uh, and that may not be every year. It may be every five years. So depreciation is a very important expense, um, and it, it, it has a lot of impact on different types of businesses. So heavy manufacturing companies have a lot of replacement costs to you know replace their their goods that have been sold, and other businesses have um, and some have no uh, depreciation costs. So pure software companies don't have any depreciation expense because their software doesn't wear out over time. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so when we take away selling general and administrative, R&D and depreciation and amortization, we get operating profit. So uh, 
so we went from the top line to gross profit after we subtracted the cost of goods sold. And then after we extra, uh, subtracted the operating expenses, which is the label for selling general and administrative uh, amortization uh, and marketing expenses, we get operating profit. So operating expenses, operating profit. You know, So you subtract the... Um, from gross profit, operating expenses, you get gro operating profit. Um, and so that operating profit is a very, very important metric. And I, I don't want to, um, you know, to sell it short because, you know, when we start evaluating companies, this will be a critical metric from which we compare competitors. So, you know, how much operating margin, which we'll talk a little bit about later, um, how much money did they make? on the business after you subtract all of the expenses related to it. And when in the next episode, we'll, we'll finish the income statement. But um, for right now, you know, to just to, to give you a real understanding of why this is such a critical uh, thing is it's now you can compare apples to apples, um, again, you know, against a competitor. So if I have a business that generates a, my hot dog stand generates 20% in operating margin or operating profit, relative to the revenue and another hot dog stand only gets 10%, I may have a superior business. And that may be because I'm better at controlling my costs and other things. So it can tell you a lot about how the business runs. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later down the road on the second episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. But a key takeaway in this episode is our journey from top line to bottom line. And the way I understand it, the way I first understand it, understood it is you start from top line and you make a few stops along the way. You make a stop at the gross profit, you make the second stop at operating profit, and you get to the bottom line, which we'll talk about in the next episode, which is the net profit. So there are three different stopping points and they all tell different stories. Yep. So starting from top line, that funnel that we talked about in, earlier in the episode, that reverse triangle, your journey from top line to bottom line will tell you a lot, a lot about the business. And so... That's another way of understanding and trying to wrap your head around this. Uh, from top line to gross profit and operating profit, and then we'll talk about the next episode, net profit. Yep. Okay. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Hari. Um, so this was episode 14, Income Statement Part 1. A lot to talk about in the next episode as well, so stay tuned. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, guys. Thanks.